Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm John. And, you know, we don't have Ed tonight, but, you know, it's getting that time of year and, you know, people are doing their end-of-the-year vacations and meeting with families and, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, first and foremost, I would want to say thank you for getting us over the thousand listener hump. Yep. You know, we're now, yep. you know, you know, greatly on the other side of that. But, you know, and then, you know, going to get into what we're, uh, what we're kind of talking about tonight or today, um, we're talking, we're, you know, I think we're, you know... We when you think about you know operating systems, yep. you know there's a different flavor of them all. You know there's Windows, yeah. there's Linux, there's Mac OS, which is you know part of Linux. Yeah, I guess you could say. And then there's a couple others out there, and well Unix if you think about it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different flavors. There's, there's I mean Android and you know iOS and you know yeah things like that. And like I mean even if you just stopped at Linux. You'd be thousands deep. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 in, a, you're in a world of fun. Thousands of different OS images. Yeah. For a Linux machine. And it's like if you think about it, you know, it's you know th- that's where it gets into, you know, the the different parts behind it. You know, what are they used for? I think is the bigger question. You know, as far as some people don't want to use Linux for personal computing. While they'd rather use Windows because they think it's more supported, or Mac because they like the the Apple Store, or they have an an iPhone and you know an iPad, you know, and they want the environment to be the same. Yeah, we're seeing more and more ever brand or I guess OS loyalty. Yeah, they just stick with what they know because it's. I mean, let's face it, humans are uh, creatures of habit. We stick to what we know, and a lot of people don't kind of, especially if things get complicated and complex. They don't like stepping out into that, and they would like to stay in what they know, what they've what they've worked with. Right. But there's just so many opportunity, um, so many different types, and you said it best earlier. Flavors. Yeah. Because like I can think of an immediate instance of I would rather I, I I need a Linux image, but I would rather maybe a command line for a certain process. Instead of a GUI image, which I have a desktop, mm-hmm. like is this PC a workstation, or am I setting this Raspberry Pi up for my, you know, my nephew who doesn't, shouldn't, isn't allowed to have the gaming PC, but needs to search the internet for his homework. Yeah, right. Right. So like that, that you, we'll, we'll get you an OS image. You'll get the bare bones of a of a, a GUI, um, and honestly, in most of those cases, they use. Some type of like what app store? Yeah, sometimes I mean, you know they use the um uh you know the, the the repositories and stuff like that. I know Fedora has their own. So yeah, app so store. like it kind of brings you back to how Android started. Yeah, and how Android was <laughs> or is, I guess you can say what which you, you, you that or it's a, a free Windows. 
Oh, you know, yeah. and that, that's the thing. So, you know, don't I, tell I, Microsoft I think that, that. You know, if we're, if we're talking about you know the, the flavors of OS here, or flavors of operating system, you know, that's not just what we're talking about. Not just going to be for, you know, commercial use. We'll mm-hmm. talk. We'll talk about OT use and stuff like that. And we're going to kind of talk about you know daily drivers, you know, and stuff like that. But you know, I think the first hurdle that when you start talking about a flavor of OS, you start having to dig into price that's a big part you know i, I think Cost, price yeah. is all is, is the is a universal driver yeah. yeah i mean we live we gotta face it we live in a capitalist it's a capitalist country so so yeah. if it makes money it makes sense uh i mean we uh, you've probably heard someone complain before about windows 11 yeah uh, or i think saying, you're the only person i know that's running windows 11 thank you yeah, no, not anymore. Oh, you finally rolled uh, back. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't, I don't want it. I, I understand that at some point I'm going to be forced to, you know, um, deal with it. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> for, have to call for, it. Yeah, at this point. deal with it. Uh, I mean, some people listening probably would be fine with you know going back to Windows 95. Like, why do we need to complicate so many things? But we talk about bloatware, and and bloatware yeah. gets it gets added to those things. I ha- I ha- I can't tell you how many times I have to have the conversation. Like so so we work in IT, and that kind of makes you the de facto IT guy for your friends and family. Yeah, You're, it's mm-hmm. it just happens. You're the help like desk. if some if if one of my friends like is a it builds fences and 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 you know like sets those up for for neighborhoods. I'm gonna ask him first. Hey, how should I start if I want to build a fence for my backyard? So it just happens. It's just right. it comes with the territory. And God forbid you tell you know friends and family. Hey, do me a favor. Look at Google. You know, it, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's yeah. one of those things. It's like you start doing in that realm. There's a website that says it's like how to Google. So it teaches people how to use Google. And when people ask you questions you can find easily on Google, I just send them that. Let me, let me Google that for you. Yeah, you yeah, know, I right? think that's what it is. Yeah, let me Google that for you. It's like, oh, I don't know. Let me teach you how to do this thing real quick. It's called but the Internet. <laughs> it's like if you think about it, you know, like you said, price is a very big determining factor. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is, is you have, you know, your Windows, your your um, your Android PCs now, which is, you know, your, what, Chromebooks? It's kind of, yeah, I was um, going to say Chromebooks. It's kind of strange. Your, it's like an in-between. Your, your Mac OS, your yeah. Linux OS. Your Unix OS for servers, if they're still, if people are still using Solaris, which I think they are. I think there's a lot um, of people, yeah, still using. And them. then, you know, if you're talking about like tablets and whatnot, but that's you know a totally different you know, environment. But like right now, mm-hmm. netbooks are taking off, you know, into into a big, you know, yeah. big thing now. Lots of but devices. If you think about it, ninety five percent of the time when you purchase a laptop, you purchase the OS. You know, it's not, or a desktop, you purchase the OS with it. You know, mm-hmm. it comes with it. It's not like they're giving it to you for free. Let me, last mm-hmm. time I checked, Microsoft wants to make money. Yep. Um, or Apple wants to make money. The only difference is, is that MacBook is going to cost you fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so you paid fifteen hundred bucks for uh, for what Mac OS X Lion now, or something like that yeah, at the moment. Not Cheetah sure what, or yeah, you know, not sure what it's called Fred. Now. I don't know. I don't know what the hell the name of it is. Yeah, I'm not sure. they change it every you know every you know every year, so it's you, you get kind of confused. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some different animal, um, but you know we could probably Google say, that we could, if we really wanted yeah, no, to. I was gonna say you could fight both sides, be devil advocate, and say Windows is just doing but whatever. <laughs> the thing is, but the thing is, if, you're talk, if you start talking about price, you have Windows machines that you can get into for you know a couple hundred bucks, if not even yeah. less than a hundred bucks. Yeah, and you're into a Windows 10 machine, or now Windows 11. Um, 
So, but the thing is, even if you have a Windows 10 machine like what I do, it gives you a really free upgrade. So you kind of move into the next gen of, of OSs for free. Rolling back, different story. Um, oh, it fights you every way. Yeah. It's nudging you the entire... And when you go back, it's nudging you the entire time. Yeah, back. I get updates on mine all the time. It tells me, hey, you guess what? It's time to upgrade to Windows 11. I ain't doing that. I'm Come sorry. On, just give me a try. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like if you think about it... No. Because it doesn't give you time to roll back or unplug it and start over again. Yeah. You know? But it's like if you like if you can, if you find old OS CDs, they still work fine. Okay. So if you find the old Windows 95, Windows XP CDs at a, at a garage sale... And you have an old PC, mm-hmm. buy it, run it. It's cheap, right? There's no one out there's going to be selling freaking Windows 95 CD for over maybe 20 bucks, max, at this yeah. point. Actually, they might be because it's one of it's some people's favorite OS. Um, yeah. But if you think about it, you talk about some some parts of Windows 7 are still LTS. You know, they're long term supported. Yeah. You can't buy the OS, but you're still getting patches for some things. Yeah. See and. That, so that was going to be the next question I asked. I was going to like pose to you because in my mind, there it makes sense. So like, let's say we stick to one quote unquote style of OS. Mm-hmm. So we've 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 always we've been on our phone. You know, iOS 16 is the big thing. It's like, but it's been go, it's been going 11, 10 or 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever. Yep. But you think about Windows as well. Seven, eight, ten. It it, it went through a progression, right? So, in your eyes, what does that progression add? So, yeah, you're still you're on quote unquote Windows still. Yeah. But what are you getting it out? What are you getting out of it as a user? What are you getting out of it as you know if you're a developer or anything like that? How how are you going to utilize that? And, I, and and to be honest with you, this one big topic that's kind of been huge lately is. Uh, cybersecurity. Yes. So security packages. I mean, you talk about long-term supported. That's a good thing because, yeah. like, if Windows Seven devices are long-term supported, they possibly can get some uh, security packages for these ransomware attacks that have been running rapid. Yep. So, and, and those things that, like, these PCs, like Windows ninety-five, maybe this is maybe this is part of the reason why you don't want to get a ninety-five. Yeah. It's it's more vulnerable. Well, there's the, the thing is, if you think about, it, there's some people running DOS for free. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. I mean, it's free, so why not? But, you know, the thing is, it's like, you know, Windows, Windows on the other hand, like you said, went 7, that we don't even know where 8 went, and then 10. Yeah, I, we prefer to forget about 8. You know, 8 is was your tablet, your tablet OS. My mom, I think, has a work computer with Windows 8.1 on it, and I keep telling my, you know, my uncle who she works for that I want to re-image the darn thing to something else but that. Um, however, she works in the trucking industry and some things are stuck on windows and when you're stuck on windows, you're stuck on people who don't want to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it. Creatures, nobody, creatures of comfort. Exactly. People don't want to change. But so if you think about it, even buying, I still, funny part is funny, funny thing about that. I think in the other closet, I actually have a CD of windows 8.1 cause I bought it when it first, we first rolled it out. Cause I thought windows 8.1 was okay, cool. I'm upgrading from windows seven. I want to try it. So I bought it. For less, than, I, bu- I bought the Windows 8.1 Ultimate because that's like I, I bought Windows 7 Ultimate oh, out, out, the, yeah. out the package. Yeah. For 80 bucks when it came out, 80 90 bucks when it came out, I bought Windows 8.1 from the Naval Exchange, the Ultimate Edition for less than 70 bucks. I think it was when it first came out. It came up in a diskette, pro- a, yeah. a, a CD about the size of an eight and a half by eight and a half inch floppy. Yeah. But the thing is. Yeah, that show you know there's still you know even if you have older hardware you can still find an OS for it inside the Windows family. Yeah. Um, however, then you start getting into the netbooks, the Windows netbooks. 
mm-hmm. and they use that what Windows 10 Lite or yes. Windows OS Lite. Like they used to have Windows Mobile, and they don't yeah, have Windows Mobile got, anymore. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of Lite versions of, of a few of them, but yeah, no, Windows Lite was something that just like Windows 8. I don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like you know, and then from there, you know, netbooks again, and we'll talk about uses here in a minute. For their price, you're gonna get you're gonna get a decent OS to get you done what you need to get done. Yeah, if if it's a work laptop, if it's if it's if it's for base, traveling, yeah, something yeah. lighter, sure, why that's fine. However, you know, don't depend on it for something heavy. You know, mm-hmm. it's also most of the time your Windows PCs are gonna be have a little bit of a price tag to them. Yep. You know, because of the fact that you're dealing with gaming PCs that have different versions of uh mother motherboards in them and graphics cards and yeah. you know and all that stuff because people still think that windows is the ultimate gaming type of os which you know to each his own people think their own thing you know i'm not i'm not a gamer so i don't have a dog in the fight um i use my I like using mine for like cad and stuff like that for the 3d printers and whatnot yeah so so what you deal with um and mac is sort of not supported for most things. Um, yeah, for most things. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah. I'll say that I, I don't play... So I do play games, but the biggest thing, I think, on that side is the ability to not only multitask, yeah. but it's, like, seamlessly run a few things. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't even have... But, man, our work laptop has more, more RAM than my gaming PC at home. Yeah. So... It's it's got a lot of stuff that goes with it, but like, to be honest with you, man, the OS, the OS needs to be rock solid, or you're gonna lock up. Yep. You need to have multiple cores on that CPU, and the OS needs to be able to handle that. A lot of places we see it, it they can't. Yeah, and um, that's I think that's a big part of it. And so you know that's when you get into the Mac OS X world. You know, right now you're now it's not OS X anymore; it's now Mac OS 13 Ventura. You know, I. Yes, I did just Google that. So um, they added a whole bunch more of them, more of it. You know, yeah. Oh, since then, it's been 10.12, 10.13, so they've named it after different things. So every time you get a, ma- a minor release, yeah. you get a new name. So, okay. which is okay. You know, it's understandable. It's how you do your, your upgrades. However, sense. Mac OS Ma- uh, Mac OS is a Unix-like system, so it's still inside the Linux family. Mm-hmm. So, but with that, it's not freeware, it's paidware. You know, but and it's for certain hardware, which is hardware-specific, you know, OS systems. You know, however, Windows can run on a Mac. Mac OS cannot run on a Windows box. It just happens that way. But unless it's, make the, a unless, it's the, unless it's the Mac OS that has, that's ran on their laptops that have i5, i9s, i7s, i5s on them. Right. And then they kind of match to an overpowered Windows machine. However... They're built for very specific operations. You know, Mac OS is great for your guys who are creative, you know, creators, the guys who are doing video editing, you know, the guys who are, you know, in the weeds when it comes down to like what we're doing, you know, that are getting really in there, like sound engineers and stuff like that. Mac is great, you know, for that. They're fully supported. You know, they're, they're great when it comes down to the Adobe stuff. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, but it comes with a cost attached to it. Yeah. You know, you're talking lower end, you know, getting into the Mac OS family outside of the iPad realm. You start getting to the MacBook Lite. I think the Mac Air is roughly here in the U.S. is what, about 900 bucks? 
Yeah, uh, around like that thousand dollar mark is what you're going to be looking um, at. But yeah. you know, for something that that can beat most, you know, wi- uh, you know, Windows based netbooks, you know, mm-hmm. that you can actually do engineering on and stuff like that. Hey, guess what? You jump right in there, and now they're becoming very robust. Hell, the thing is, if you think about it, yeah. it the stuff for um, Mac PCs is now being rolled into their iPads, and their iPads are now about as powerful as the original MacBook was. Which is, which the MacBook is Pro. Yeah, which is crazy. You know, do I understand or understand why they sell a monitor for 1500 bucks? No. Do I, under, do I understand the fact that it's probably one of the better monitors you can get out there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their price structure is mind-boggling. I, I, I don't understand it. I can't quite figure it out. It doesn't make any sense to me. However, I know somebody's going to give me, well, it's Apple. Yes, I know it's Apple. Thank you. But the thing is, is I understand that you're going to pay for quality. And the, the thing yeah. is, if you can guarantee me, like they have in the past, that you're paying for the top quality brand out there, and you're paying for something that is very mission critical and mission subset of certain people, like engineers, like audio engineers, like the guys doing film and video, that I can understand paying that cost. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about a 4K, 8K resolution, pay it all day long. Yeah, Don't look need. back. Um, you need it. Um if you're worried about, oh, well, I want to be part of the MacBook Club. Okay, be my guest. Have fun. It, you know, but I'd say if you're going to, you know, jump into any realm of all of this, yeah. any OS, have a reason about it. And we'll get into that one later, I think. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you, you, you need to know. So if we, choose, if we go down, break it down to like, okay. Yeah, we're going to do a rabbit hole on that one. Choose an OS. Like yes. what? So what would you choose in situations and and honestly, when you're go- going down to that, it, it does it does matter what you're trying to do. Right. So I can kind of break that down, and of course, 3D printing is going to get brought up. So I can break that down and and, and go to 3D printing. But there's a reason where. Uh, so I did an experiment, and so I have an image called Mainsail or Octopi, uh, yep. rather. Mainsail is also another image, but they're all Linux based. So I have a Linux based image that I tried to run. Uh, that that's you know. Set up for the Raspberry Pi 3B Plus, and I tried to run it on a, a different, you know, a, a different MCU or a different uh, uh, chip, and it absolutely had no idea what to do. Yeah. So for me, it, it even boils down to hardware specifications because ideally these two machines or these two computers, like many, like like a it's a it's an orange pie is what the other machine is. They they. When you get down to brass tacks, they do the same thing. Yep. They ha- they handle the same things. Now, how the speed? That's kind of where you. That's where things kind of differ. The CPUs are not identical. They're not made the same way. You know, of course, elements react different ways when you put them in electricity. All that good stuff, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, what did I need to do? I needed to run mainsail. I needed to run Clipper. Okay. So then, figure out a Debian image, which all of those are Debian. Uh, repositories in Linux. It's like, okay, we'll figure out one that's written for these specs. Yeah. And they absolutely have it. They have it. Pro- they have, uh, you know, much smarter people than us have went, have broke down and, and wrote down all of these images. So, like, at the end of the day, like, you can probably Google what your use is or what you're trying to do, and someone will have an image already ready for you. Yeah. So, now we're not going, now we're, we're not saying go around and rip, rip people's images off, but. Open source, <laughs> yeah. open source images. Um, th- there was a, a, another piece um, that that we kind of talked about. Actually, no, that that was it. The when we talk about why upgrade my OS. So if I chose Mac, why upgrade? Yeah. If I chose if I chose um, Windows, why upgrade? 
that's that's the piece, the hardware piece. So written into like Windows Seven, it may not know what to do with the newer uh, graphics cards or the newer CPUs. Um, we have you hear DDR three, DDR four RAM, like those don't fit on all motherboards. Um, so that ends up changing, not not completely because it's kind of like bands of technology, but it ends up changing what your OS should be or not, might need to read. What are your core files? Yeah. Because um, it goes down to that kernel, and it reads all the way down to, when I turn on, what do I do? What applications do I run? Oh, going back to what I was saying earlier, you become the IT guy for all your friends and family. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had to say, first things first, have you restarted it, okay? Because you, you've been running your stuff for way too long. I'm not going to say any names. But second thing is, yeah, is what apps start up when you turn on your computer? Yeah, what can you turn off? Yeah, what what do you what do you have running that doesn't need to be running? Why do you need three versions of this thing? <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, hopefully one day um, you'll get some uh, some oversight on that, and it'll kind of take care of you with, uh, <laughs> you know, telling you, hey, you've got this process running six times. Let me close three of them or four of them. Yeah. Or are you sure you want to do that? Because for me. Uh, I mean, it's a double-edged sword because I have, like, many images or many versions of my slicer open at mm -hmm. the same time because I have multiple printers I'm sending to. Yeah. But I should still be able to see those things. And knowing what core your cores are doing and knowing how much they can take, that's why the emergence of, like, the, the four-core, six-core, like, hyper-threaded CPUs were yeah. so huge. And the thing is, is that that brings us into the, the, the price point of, of Linux. Yeah. You know, the price point of a Linux is free. It's oh, false. Yeah. Free and open source. Um, how much time do you have? <laughs> right. How much time do you have to earn it? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the big ticket item. But the thing is, is, it is with that, you know, it's free and open source for certain things. Some things are not. Some things there is payware behind it if you want more support. If you want a given support package, yeah, you're going to pay for it. However, most yeah. of them you don't. Um, I personally, there's a, the, the Linux, in Linux, it's called a distro. So you go to like distrowatch.com and actually down see all of the distros that's ever been made of Linux. Mm -hmm. For whatever variant that you want, Debian, Ubuntu, whatnot. Okay. Um, and you can see all the reviews on it. People have been running this stuff for years, decades. You know? And the thing is, you know, people can, you know, like Arch, Arch Linux and stuff like yeah. that that people want to get into. However, with that, you start understanding that, okay, this stuff's free. But do I want to run it? Do I want it permanently? Well, if you don't, if or if you want to try it, take a thumb drive write the OS to it as a live CD, plug it into your laptop and boot to the disk. Mm -hmm. And you can play with that OS as long as you have that, that, that thumb drive plugged into it. You unplug the thumb drive, you're back to your original OS. Done. Mm -hmm. It's a trial period. You can do as much as you want with it for as long as you want with it. You can run your entire PC. I know people who ran their entire PCs on live CD because they didn't like the fact that they can unplug it and somebody's going to find out what to do. Come to find out, it does save it to your local machine. <laughs> they will still so they find, find out what you, they still find um, out what you do. However, people do use that to if you lock a PC out and you can't get back into it. Guess what we're gonna use? We're using Linux yeah. to get in to, to reset your password because we can get into the keys. Mm -hmm. um, Something like a BitLocker too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Linux will break into it because okay. Linux is open source. It's available. It opens up everything for you to get to. But the thing is, is, you know, Linux is great because it's made by the user for the user. Yeah. You know, and it's the guys who, you know, uh, made this thing, you know, like the Linux Foundation and stuff like that. These guys understand what they're looking at. And, you know, with Linux being free, it's kind of dove into different things. Like you have different, you know, variants like Ubuntu, which is more of your, you know, Windows based, 
systems, like your Arc Linux and stuff like that, but Ubuntu is the main one. And then you start getting into like Fedora, which is sponsored by Red Hat. So you do have some industry standard support behind these things. Yeah. Um, and then with that, you start dealing with, you know, Fedora server or Ubuntu server, headless servers. Yeah. So you start getting in more in the commercial space. It's like with Windows, you have the Windows server, the Windows servers. And then Mac, I think you have the Mac OS X server still. But I think that's discontinued as of last year. Two years yeah, ago, yeah. I think, I mean, if you're looking at servers or, or let's say VMs in general, like you, your, your Linux is the best way to go at that point Linux because is, your hypervisors is all Linux. I was gonna say, hi, li- yeah, hypervisors are your best, your yeah. best bet, and well, it depends. I mean, it's cleanest probably, yeah. You also but, have Hyper V in Windows, yeah. You can, but yeah, you however, can even with that, you can still have a Linux kernel backend on a Windows machine on any window machine out there. You can set it up so you can run Linux on a Windows machine. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Um, and you know, a couple other things. Yeah, I think I think the newest, like one of the newest updates of Windows, even if you're not 11, uh, allows you to do. Uh, I think it's WSL, yep. so Windows uh, Subsystem Linux. Yep. So you. you can do, I did that when I can when I configured my laptop. Yeah. So like it, it wants you to do it. They want yeah. you to try. They want you. They want you to learn it. They want you to get involved in it. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's it is better than PowerShell. I'll tell you that. Yes. Um, even though I, I love my PowerShell. Um, I mean, we're not trying to delete it, but yeah. right, it makes more <laughs> sense. Um, yeah. But. You know, the thing is, is go out there and try that. You know, Linux is free. Download a version you want to try and play with it. You know, get to know it. And then we get into the red-headed stepchild of all OS systems. Um, well, second red-headed stepchild. Um, the oldest one is Unix. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a version of Yeah, of, had to start Linux. somewhere. <laughs> it's a version of Linux, but it was actually, I think it's the great-grandfather of Linux. It's very similar. To be honest with you. Which is funny because you start dealing with, like, Solaris. You start dealing with, um, you know, uh, Mac, for example. Mac is a Unix-based system. Mm. So, you know, they use a, a Unix kernel. Their own Unix kernel, but it's a Unix kernel. Like but all Linux uses Unix kernel. Ah, okay. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a mixture of them all. But, like, Solaris 10s and, and the Solaris 11s and stuff like that, the cloud-based stuff. That stuff that's been around for years and years and years will never go away. Yeah. You know, there's still people using that to this day. You know, most older systems do use Unix, and guess what? It's free. Um, Sun Microsystems came up with it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you can still play with it. So just remember that when you're doing that, enable Gedit, and also update your host your Etsy host file. Um, yeah. If you do that, you'd be online within five minutes. Um, yeah. That's just how it goes. And then we now go to the newest redheaded stepchild of them all. Um... That Chromebook thing. Okay, I was like, you were gonna say doctors and things like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's how you use the stuff. Later. Container. I was gonna go that's say, container management. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, I I don't understand it. I, I and the thing is, is I also don't understand the cost. You know, it, it, how much is it? Well, technically, it's free. Okay. If you can download it. If you can download. Right, but the other thing is, is most of the time you have it's only works on certain hardware, and you're selling a certain hardware yeah. for less than eighty bucks. But all the way up to two to three hundred dollars for a version of Android, yeah. you know, that only lets you use like Google Docs. Yeah, like you can even use you can even use Word. Yeah, I can use Word on a on a Linux box and on a freaking um uh, actually on, on a Mac box. Yeah, but unless I'm using like it just doesn't know what to do with it. Right, it's not written in its. It doesn't know what to. So the Chromebook. 
and it's used in schools now, which I understand because it's cheap. Yeah. It's easy. You can you can you can lock everything together, and it's a free domain controller. If you use if you use the Google Administrator, if you use Google Administrator, there are administrator accounts and stuff like that that they've got. You know the Google info the Google infrastructure. You know that they came up with. You know it's great. You know it's it's great. But if you just buy it to use it at the house, no, no thanks. It makes sense if you're if you like if you're only using it to surf the internet. Mm-hmm. And I'll occasionally send an email or two. Yeah, fine. If you're doing any heavy lifting with it, not with it. If you're running any applications, or you probably can run one application if, if uh, you can download it. But the thing it. is, but the thing is, they have to run on the on the web browser. Yeah, because it's good. a it's a web browser freaking system. So yeah. it pretty much is hundred percent web browser. So it's 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 to me. I don't want a Chromebook, but I think that if we gave I understand kids it for schools. Yeah, I can understand for schools. But the only reason I say that is you got Blackboard and, and other mm-hmm. like websites that have developed for the learning remotely and, and because of you know the pandemic and things like that. I, I get it. I get it. Hate it. I think that if you spent that money on getting everybody a Raspberry Pi, you yeah before the before the shortage like if there yeah. were if there were twenty bucks so forty year. bucks each. Since yeah. Right, since this, the the media, I don't know if you saw the news this morning, hmm. um, or the latest tech news that came out. Um, Raspberry is saying they're releasing a hundred thousand units at the end of the year for commercial customers, and okay. they're back to having their their parts in supply of post uh, post pandemic numbers. So by second quarter next year, we should start seeing them back in stores again globally. Okay, I take that. I take that because. Like what? It was it was a struggle right now. I had to pay over a hundred bucks just to get one, and I regret that. But I needed to test something. Yeah. I go into micro centers and they've been sold out for months. Yeah. So I won't pay a hundred bucks for mine. It's good. To, it's good to know that they're going to do that. But the main point of the reason I was like bringing it up, I think, if given kids, well, MacBooks has the monitor and they've got everything you need, so it makes sense. It's yeah. a one stop shop for, for if you can do that. Uh, but like. And the thing is, is like multiple you know, the... processes now. Well, the good thing is, is you know, most kids aren't doing any of that. You know, when it comes down should, to, yeah. not they should, but they don't. But the thing is, like, if we talk about like the Chromebooks and stuff like that, the Chromebooks for teachers are great because the teachers can remote in and view everything the kids are doing on all their machines. You know, while they're sitting in the classroom, if they're not working or they're working or whatnot, and they can actually see if this person's actually doing work or not. You know, make the kids turn in stuff on online. But however, to what I've been told by teachers in the field and some of y'all have heard her on the show. The battery life is just terrible. The hardware sucks. Yeah, it feels like that cheap plastic, I bet. Yep. Well, it's not that. It's the internals. It's, they're, yeah. they're, they're actually pretty robust machines, and they can take a beating. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. However, the internals are not very good. I wonder... Like, if... we're going an entire school year, but we're already having battery charging issues. We haven't even hit May yet. Yeah, you know... We're in and December. Those, those, <laughs> and we gave them out warranties. in August. <laughs> going to say the warranties should last more than at least a year too. Oh, so that's like, your support plan. They've got, but but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're selling a product, I can't imagine having to replace a piece of it every every single year. Yeah, but the thing is, it's so profitable. cheap to throw them out. Yeah, okay. But the thing is, it's like it's like the good thing about this is you have a built-in Active Directory mm-hmm. when it comes down to, um, you know, Google, but you also have a built-in floating account. So, like, if something happens, you go grab another Mac, another another PC, and you log into it, and up it comes, and all your stuff's there. So everything's see, saved nice. to the cloud. That's see that okay, and that's the benefit of the cloud. Yeah, that's the but that's also the benefit of the of those yeah of those of those Chromebooks. 
However, so it's built for something to break. Because yeah. you can hop from one machine to another machine to another machine to another machine. And still be And it still works. You know? The good thing is you can lock them down based on geo cords and all that other shit. Um, you know, which it is what it is. But, you know, I know we're kind of running, a, we're into the 30 minute range, but, you know, whatever. Um, oh, man. And we st- there's so many OSs we haven't even talked about. Well, I think we've hit the main categories. Yeah. If you um, ask the normal person what an OS is, they can give you probably three, and that's. But, those are the main you know, ones. when you start dealing with other things you know you start dealing with your you know like uses i think uses is 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 a pretty big topic we kind of covered hardware specification and pricing all in the same pattern because you can't have one without the other yeah you know the use of the os is is a totally different story we kind of touched on a little bit of it but the thing is if you think about it most uh, manufacturing environments are going to use windows they're using windows for their shop floors because it's, there's enough programs written on it to secure it that we don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on case, you know, and then your servers, you're dealing more of a, like a Linux-based, mm-hmm. Unix-based life cycle, you know, including, you know, possible virtual machines or Docker images, depending on, you know, how that company is set up. You know, and it's, it, it's you know, how it goes. You know, your, your HMIs, for example, Windows... Um, you know, yeah, we, I was going to say, is it Windows or do they have their own type of OS? It's Windows loaded with a bunch of bloatware. Uh, yeah, I was going to, okay. Um, and it's more bloatware than usual. Um, you know, and it just depends on where you're at, what Windows OS you're using. Most of the time right now, it's everybody's using Windows 10, yeah. no HMIs, um, or human to machine interfaces. Because they work great, because the thing is about Windows 10 is it's built for touchscreen. And 95% of your OSs out there right now, mm-hmm. your um, Windows 10 OSs, are built for touchscreen-enabled devices. Yeah. That's what everything's coming with these days. That Unless you're the token few. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal laptop does not have a touchscreen on it, um, which I'm kind of happy about because I don't like when people walk into my screen and go, oh, look at this, and you know, next note you lost your spot. Yeah, what's the first thing that breaks on your laptop? The screen. Yep. Did you... I mean, I am number one example right now. I just bought a laptop and the screen's broken. <laughs> Very true. I mean, that or, the la- that or the battery, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, but and just, you know, pick one problem or another. Yeah, but if I'd stopped it, I mean, you but, can't stop using the battery. You but, can stop hitting the screen. And the thing <laughs> is, is, is that opens up another thing because there's people out there, some companies out there, that are using the Raspberry Pi OS as an HMI and as a control function inside the shops mm-hmm. you know Siemens and stuff like that is their, is their own flavor of whatever the heck they use um, it's just a yeah, CPU course. and it just talks back and forth it's all dust mm-hmm. um, however there's companies out there still using Raspberry Pi to control their entire manufacturing operation I think that's cool and industrial pies heck yeah yeah I don't think I've ever had like touched an industrial pie but like if it's if they're running it off of just a pie I think that's really cool because, like, you, you, you need on-site support for that, too. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, rolling industrial pies and, like, 3D printers and stuff like that would be freaking cool. Yes. So. Especially, it's such a high, um, high, I, I want to say danger. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's not the real word I want to, uh, like, hazard, I guess, is, yeah. is better because, like, high temperatures, you've got constant movement. That piece, that the tool end, the hot end that's moving is... is at several hundred degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. which, you know, 
I mean, back in the U.S., that's, you know, well, well into the hundreds <laughs> Fahrenheit. Yeah. So, like, you touch that, you're going to feel you're gonna feel that burn. Yep. So, I, I don't know. It makes sense to, to have something that can be robust and withstand and, and, and be a part of that. Put the clipper on it and, and run your machines. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is I think for, like, industrial, like industrial pies and industrial raspberry pie image, yeah. it's great. Because the thing is, is if think about this. You know, working in a world of, of IT, you know, we deal in a world of break and replace. Break and replace. Break and replace or break and fix. Or break fix IT, you know, at some point in time during the day. Depending on who you're dealing with. Um, who who so, picked up the phone at help desk. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> but the thing is, is if you, you, start, you start thinking about it. Industrial Raspberry Pi is running operations with a Raspberry Pi OS yeah. on board or a Linux-based OS. I can have multiple of these things hooked up and just update them all. Then if one breaks, I take it off its rack, bring it outside, hook it up, plug in a couple of plugs, kick it off, back off, and back and running again. I'm not even a troubleshooter. I'm just going to replace the darn thing. Yeah, you get into that mindset of like me thinking about like what, what I always pictured a data center is is like this dark like building of people that are switching out those like little blades like that. Oh, you mean like what Google does? Yeah, exactly. You know, and Go- the funny thing is, is Google runs Linux on everything. Yeah. Their, their, their PCs they use inside their operations are the, the Chromebook image. But they run them on bigger laptops, you know, and they're special, specifically built for them. Isn't that so ironic? Yeah. They've got, like, the, the machines that are purposefully built so that they can run their own OSs and things like that. Yeah. And then they have the OS that's the most laziest, <laughs> <laughs> barely can do any processes. <laughs> yeah, OS out yeah, there. Chrome, yeah, Chromebook. Just saying, they have Chromebook for business. Yeah, please don't. But... You know, if you think about it, if you ever watch the videos of how they handle their data centers, it's pulling, it's rack and pull, hard drive, you know, um, um, uh, systems. So mm-hmm. like they take a they take a motherboard and slide it into the rack. Yeah. Plug it back in a key and send it. Yeah. You know, it's back up and running again. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's it's like a blade center. You know, blade centers you pop and replace and you're done. Yeah. You know, it's great. You know, and that's when you start dealing with hypervisor. You know, hypervisors are Linux based. Yeah. Um, you know, Windows based, you start dealing in the world of like. You know your Windows servers, but you know we talked about on the shop floor. You know all of that talks to it, you know down there. Um, but like you said, it's we're we're in that mindset. You have to be in that mindset. It's there other there is no other mindset to actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean everything is going to be more interconnected. Like we, we talk about automation and stuff like that. That takes that needs an OS image to run. Yeah. You you need an image to what what is that what is that. Com- the computer needs to know how to talk to its own parts, right? So it needs to know how to, how to, in in some type of language that this other piece of machinery connected to me reads, like serial connection or something like that, how do I get that information over to them so that they do the thing that we need to do? Yeah, and, and, I understand that. Yeah, that's coded halfway. Like, most of that is set up with you setting the OS up or you're setting the OS up to get out of the way. So that yeah. you can run this application process over here. You know, you're setting up a Windows server so it can do this application. The, the OS isn't like, it's just there because it's virtual, right? right. But that's also a reason why. I need a virtual system. Yeah. So. And the thing is, it's like, you know, like we were talking about, you know, like you're talking about bloatware. You know, you yeah. don't have that as much bloatware, you know, on a Linux-based manufacturing system that you do in others. It's so much better. There should be no rhyme nor reason of why when you open up a HMI or even a, 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 a business-based PC that you see Xbox pop up. 
It yeah. shouldn't. It shouldn't be in your in your in your menu. That should be removed. It, it, the thing is, it's remove the bloatware to save your CPUs. You know, you got. You know, it, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen people. They open up all these tabs and they can't get anything done. You know, because the system itself is running, you know, a thousand different things God forbid inside of its Chrome. own thing. Yeah, you're using Chrome. It's all in the, it's all in memory. It's a RAM hog. But the thing is, it's like then you look at it, and like Chrome is a very small part of that systems tray. Everything else is run systems. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh look, I've been running my Xbox service for the past six months. I don't have an Xbox, nor am I going to use an Xbox on a work PC. Yeah, let me delete get, that real quick. You got it updating over here, for, <laughs> like right. for no reason. Why? Why am I updating? You know, yeah. things like I don't that I don't need. Yeah, like why is Skype still trying to install? I, my my understanding, Microsoft moved to Teams, <laughs> so yeah. it's like stuff like that where it's like, why is this still here? Can I delete this? Can I use this space for something else now? Yeah. Can I save my CPU some time? Yeah, let me get save some clock speed and stuff like that, and go from there. Yeah, because I'll tell you the difference. Like I put, so I put. Linux on a solid state, and I before that I had Windows 10 mm-hmm. on that solid state. Uh, it's pretty quick to open up. It was less than 30 seconds to open, which is not bad. I mean, most people's more than a few minutes to turn on the computer. But when I went to Linux, I hit the power button, and it had already gone through the boot up, and it was ready for me to log in when I walked, when I turned around and looked at my screen. Yeah, it's like what I'm using for this. What yeah. I'm using for the, the podcast, I'm using a Fedora-based image exactly. on a solid state running an i5. It's just so you know, much, an old T570. Because it doesn't have to do so many extra things. It's just so much quicker. Yep. You install what you want. Exactly. You deinstall what you don't want. Exactly. And it, and it takes that. Right. It takes that. Yeah, it's simplicity, my dear Watson. And the thing is, is I, I've used most OSs out there. You know, Windows, Mac, Linux, Unix, dreadfully. Um, yeah. I have not had the unfortunate circumstances of having to deal with a... Um, uh, actually, no, I have. Um, of a uh, Chromebook... Um, I, I, I've looked at them and gave up within the first 30 seconds when I realized <laughs> that it doesn't mean anything. Um, you're past that stage. <laughs> however, the thing is, is some people, they make a business off of it, making sure they update those darn things and set them up for schools, yeah. which I hundred percent freaking stand behind that. You know, the yeah. thing is, if we want to get schools in the, in the 21st century, let's give them technology, please. Let's not give them any more of this. Um, but you know, you use them all when you start dealing with, you know, the different OSs. They all have bloatware. Every single one of them. Yeah. Some, like Linux, you can remove said bloatware. Yeah. Windows, you have to fight that damn thing and go find where it's at. It's definitely a give and take, though, I'd say. Yeah. And so, but the thing is, is you get kind of lucky with, you know, Mac when it comes down to bloatware. Because it's the bloatware you install. Yeah. You know, it's very bare bones when you first get a MacBook PC, Mac, Mac PC. But it's your apps. It's stuff that you download and sync from your phones. Mm-hmm. It's everything comes in together and everything makes up the ecosystem. Yeah. You know, is what turns into your bloatware. Yeah, and then you, I mean, the, you said it before, you need to delete what you don't use. Because, like, use, like, the applications that you've opened once and only needed a couple times and that open up and ask for your login every time you, lo- you turn on your computer, that's still bloatware now. You mean, like, Steam? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it wants it wants to constantly update. Yeah, so which I, is fine. I, you know, I, if it's a, if that's what you're doing, like I have Steam on my PC because mm-hmm. I want to go, I want to play the um, uh, the space game that they've got now. They get a lot of free games. Kerbal Space. I want to go play Kerbal Space. Oh, Kerbal Space is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, haven't had the opportunity to play that yet. I got some Kerbal still in space. It's been about six years. So they'll be. All you right. you forgot them there. 
Yeah, I'm not. You, you're past Saturn. I can't get you. You, you didn't want to return uh, on, a, on a return directory. <laughs> you ran out of fuel months, years ago. And it's it's like, but I think you're gonna think you're gonna stay there. You know, and the funny <laughs> thing is, if you think about it, you know, it's if you look at the uh, you know the world of spaceflight, for example, in the Dragon capsule, yeah, your touch panels. Yeah, that are that are in front of them. That's Android. Yeah, it's a modified Android device. Or the 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 thigh the thigh the. Those thigh, are all iPads yeah. that are synced to the Android device up top. There you go. Um, or an Android device synced to the you know thing up top, depending on what mission they're on. I know that for Inspiration Four, Inspiration Four used iPads because they use the iPads to record medical terminology and stuff like that. And while having a keyboard, a, a, a knee pad that handled everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, while the screen's still above their heads, being autonomously flown on occasion, <clears throat> unless Dr. Cyan Proctor took over, um, we're all a, uh, um, you know, Android device. And you're flying a machine from an Android device. That's, that's so cool. Like you're flying it, you're flying a, a spaceship, like, yeah. or, or, or some type of, you know, rocket, rover, rover, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. You just started making me think about it. I, th- I think the... You know, think about the... Um, and I know we're going over time, but, you know, we're yeah. in the... Think <laughs> about it, you know, but we just got back Orion. You know, Orion just landed. Yeah, a couple days ago. You know, another, you know, another, you know, glorious moment and, you know, our return to the moon is the fact that, you know, the stuff on board that air... On, the, on board that, 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 that the capsule was Unix Android freeware, yeah. you know, most of the time. Or a version thereof. You know, or a Windows-based system, depending on what applications they're running. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I haven't seen exactly their navigational spe- spe- uh, specs from 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 the RIP, but I do know that under the NASA's freeware system that they give you, you know, some of their controller board stuff is all based on Linux. Yeah, you know, or or an, or an Android APK that they're using. It would because yeah. it's easier to update, easier to change, easier to modify. If something happens, you can modify it over. The air, I guess you could say, literally. Yeah. Um, if something was to happen, you can you can you know update it over the radio. It's probably less reaction time for you know, changes. To... And it's like if you think about it, even your your radios are running Linux. Really? You know, yep. Most of them are running a version of Linux. Um, if they have a smart controller on board. I'm gonna say like sound amplification too, probably. Yeah. yeah. But you know that's here nor there. But you, you, you think about it. You know, look where we're at with OS systems. It's everywhere. But it's but it's thing is it's like that. But that goes back to the people. You know, pick which one's right for you. Mm-hmm. you no, know, if you've got something to do and you you want and you're or you're a Mac OS or you're a Mac you know person who loves to have a one thing says I've got an iPhone, I've got a MacBook, I've got or I've got a you know iPhone, I've got an iPad, I've got the earbuds. Yeah. I want a MacBook. Cool, be my guest. It's all it's all gonna interchange easily together. I'll give you yeah. that. You know, and you have a reason for it? Sure, that's your reason. Be my guest. That, we got Windows. You know, or try something new. You know, go try, um, um, you know, a Linux box. Go download it on Linux OS. Play with it. Yeah. You know, it's, play the free CD. Learn it. You know, and, you know, go from there. And if you don't like it, you don't have to stay here. Stay with it. Right. But, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, from my side, you know, I just, you know, I just, you know, pick what I want and go with it and try what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, have fun with it. You know, that's what I, think I do. I've tried a whole bunch of them at this point. But, 
you know, the thing is, I think that'll do it for for today. I think we've, we've hit our, our major points. I think we wanted to hit. And if people got questions about OSs, they can probably... Yeah, just leave a comment on the video <laughs> or something like that someplace else. We'll be more than happy to, to you, ramble your off about it. You forgot my image. I made this one. Yeah, it's we'll okay. take a look. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about but it. We'll play on it, or we'll even throw, do a video of it on good. YouTube. No, for you. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I just want to say thank you. You know, thank you to everybody who's tuned in, everybody who's, you know, kind of listened in. You know, we're past that 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 uh, that thousand mark, so, you know, let's keep climbing. Let's aim for two. You know, let's, let, let's keep pushing. And don't forget to go to the Volcanara Technology Solutions YouTube channel and make a comment on the last video that on the last podcast we did if you want to see us take a 3D printer and throw it into a vacuum chamber. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You know, we'll buy we'll buy a small little micro 3D printer and stick it inside of one of the vacuum chambers you can buy on Amazon. And we'll see, we'll test different filament in it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is that or it's something bad is going to happen. I think that's a good idea. Once you like to watch how that happens, I sure as hell do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. let us know. And the thing is, is we may use those comments for a giveaway. We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good idea, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I say thank you. You know, I never thought that, you know, I, me and Ed would have started this thing... Yeah. Year year ago, uh, year ago, I think last week, or something like that, and we're already a thousand, you know, fifty some odd episodes. You know, we got John involved with us now. Mm. You know, and we're having fun with it. You know, I was kind of apprehensive to it at the beginning, but uh, you know, I just you know I'm glad we're doing it now. Um, you know, so y'all have a good one. Um, you know, keep learning. You know, stay involved. We'll turn it over to John for the. All right, guys. So, of course. Thank you. Always greatly appreciate it. Thousand Mark is a huge milestone. Um, not the not the last, definitely. We're definitely going to continue moving. And we, we, we need you guys to support in that. When, and not only that, is we appreciate it. And we want to give you guys value for that. So that's why um, we kind of want you to kind of give back a little bit or, or, or give us like a direction. And we can, we can kind of do that. I mean, if you have an idea just that's just as crazy as throwing a printer in a vacuum and seeing if it'll work, Send it to us. That's fine. I don't mind trying it. We'll, we may it may be impossible, but we could still give it a shot. I mean, I don't know if you were a kid that watched MythBusters like I was, but I was always curious if anything would work like that. So, um, getting back to OSs, it's it's a huge thing that you can do. Uh, being able to get a machine to do whatever you want it to, OS is really the foundation for a lot of a lot of the machine, and and it tells it what to do. It's got all the drivers and good stuff like that. So so I'm thinking that. It's something that you need to know at least a little bit about. Um, so, yeah, my challenge for the week would be um, pick an OS you don't know anything about. Um, see what it's for. Uh, it's got a reason it was made. Um, you know, I mean, you can go with one of the big times. Like, if you don't know OS or, or Mac OS, look at that a little bit. If you don't know Linux, check one out. It's all useful. It's all good information. So, all right, guys, stay tuned for more. Um, Go, once again, go ahead and comment for that, uh, uh, that, that challenge or possible giveaway. And, yeah, stay tuned for the next one. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to 
podcast at volcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.